0: Welcome into the latest episode of the Five Reasons Podcast. No music again today. Chris Whittingham, as we've told you on previous podcasts, fled to England because he knew that all this stuff was going to be happening in South Florida sports. So I have been going it alone here the past few days. And of course, that ended up being the busiest day of the entire damn South Florida sports year, December 30th. We had a coach who retired after a lot of pressure from the public. In Mark Richt. Then later in the day, we had a coach who was leaving for Temple who decided to come back after the University of Miami pursued him in Manny Diaz, now the new head coach of the Miami Hurricanes. And then today, earlier today, Steve Ross decides to fire his head coach of three seasons, Adam Gase, and we'll see who the next coach is, but has decided also to reassign Mike Tannenbaum and put Chris Greer in charge of the entire operation so a lot has happened over the past 24 hours and today i'm going to be joined by louis Zabala. you've heard him on our patron feed he's been a cameraman for cbs 4 for a long time he goes to all of the big events and was at the Dolphin debacle yesterday up in Buffalo where they finished their season seven and nine. So we'll get to Wee Wee as we call him in a second here or the GOAT. But first, I want to tell you about a couple of the sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, the sponsors of this podcast. We're going to start here with Brunt Insurance where you can find all of your protection under one roof. I can speak to this because I've been working with Greg on my own insurance and he saved me about $700 on my car and on my condo just in the past week. So you definitely should give Greg a call. He offers home, auto, commercial, and life insurance. And he's licensed to write insurance for the entire state of Florida. That's Pensacola all the way down to the Keys, which is where Louis comes to us today from multiple carriers for all product lines to ensure you're paying the lowest rate in your area. Also, he is a proud sponsor of the Homes for Heroes program, which offers special discounts for first responders, teachers, military, and healthcare professionals. So here's where you need to call call Greg, again, big Miami sports fan, 954 589 2204. That's 954 589 2204, or go to Brunt, that's B R U N T insurance.com you also know about one of the other great sponsors which is Doral Toyota they've been with us almost since the beginning here so we appreciate it and it's a great place to go if you're looking for a new or used car you can find all of your favorite Toyota models also find certified pre-owned vehicles they're located at 9775- Northwest 12th Street, which is just a few blocks from International and Dolphin Malls. Experience the Doral difference. That means four years of complimentary maintenance and roadside assistance on all new vehicles. In-house financing is also available if you've got credit-related issues. And here's the big thing. If you mention five reasons when you stop into the dealership or you call 305 305- 680-1129. They will set you up with a dedicated manager. So not some salesperson trying to sell you a car to get the numbers for the month or something like that. You will work with a dedicated manager if you mention five reasons. So stop in 9775 Northwest 12th Street or Duraltoyota.com. Vamos. Let's go. All right. Now let's get to the episode here. And we're going to talk about two different things here, Louis. Um, yesterday, you were in Buffalo. We saw the pictures on your Instagram account. And we apologize for you having to sit through that. Um, let's start. We're going to get to Manny Diaz in a second. Let's we'll circle back to that. But you were on the... Do you st- want me to,
1: hold on. Ethan, first, I mean, you don't have no music. You want me to sing because... We could go <laughs> do we need some circus music, right, for these last 24 hours?
0: We do. We do. Is that for Steve Ross, Adam Gase, Mike Tannenbaum, uh Mark Richter That's or all the of the them? The whole gang, the
1: whole gang. <laughs> Just I mean, throw them in the clown wow. car.
0: All all of them wow. together. Well, uh, again, I felt I felt bad for you guys cuz I've been up to Buffalo at this time of year when Dolphin games haven't meant anything. And so I see these sad photos from the hotel window that you were posting yesterday of the yes, snow. Yes. I, I see Omar Kelly and I believe it was Omar and, and might've been Joe Shad and, and, uh, and Chris Perkins, like ready to jump into Niagara Falls. They were taking a group picture together. It's very, very yeah, sad. We went,
1: we went to dinner. We all went to dinner. We all went, we had a nice dinner, uh, black and blue. It was very nice.
0: The Everyone last had supper.
1: the steaks. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the last supper and, and everything was being discussed as you could imagine. The one thing that was discussed was that Adam Beasley, of course, made everyone split the wine charge after he ordered the bottles. But anyway, that's okay. We'll move on from that.
0: <laughs> well, he's on, he's, on, he's on a Herald salary, though. We know how that works. You know, it's, they, they uh, got to yeah, cut I, the budget. They gotta they, cut they, the budget. They're, they're cutting the budget. Um, so, all right, so take me through it a little bit. So, after you guys have dinner uh, yesterday, which is sort of a tradition right before the end of the season or a lot of road games on Saturday nights, you yeah. go to the stadium – You were telling me before we came on about some of the interactions that you saw between Adam Gase and Steve Ross. So, Because I think that plays into a lot of what we're going to talk about today. And also, we've got some new tweets from at CK Parrott. That's Chris Kaufman of our Three Yards Per Carry podcast, which is the stuff I've been hinting at for the past few days about the breakdown in relationship between Gase and his players. You saw a breakdown in a relationship between Gase and the owner.
1: Well, I what I've been noticing about Adam is that Adam is very hard headed. I mean, a lot of head coaches are hard headed. But when it comes to Adam, I like Adam. First of all, let me tell you, I believe that he's a very, very smart offensive coach. But the problems that he's having, which he's learning as a first time head coach, is that the NFL, you, you gotta you gotta kinda get along with certain players for the for for the reason of they're your best assets. Like when you, when your best players aren't on the same page with you and you're going to have problems in the NFL, this is not college where you can bring up the second string guy when you've recruited a bunch of five-star guys. I mean, look at the perfect example. And, and it's, and it's interesting that Adam Gase used to refer to Nick Saban a lot. Like he coached under Saban. I coached under Saban. Well, guess what? Nick Saban couldn't do it in the NFL. Why? Because he couldn't get relationships with players to work because he wanted to be the authoritative figure, which a lot of NFL coaches could be, but you got to treat people like men sometimes, you know? And you have to treat them as assets. If your best assets don't want to work for you, you're in trouble in the NFL because everybody's talented. It's getting the talent out of those people that's the most important thing. And I think with Adam Gase, I think that's what happened. He couldn't. He couldn't get along with certain players and then he kept getting questioned and then he didn't like to be questioned. And then when Steven Ross, you know, I, I think when that stuff leaked out, some of that stuff about Lamar Jackson, and by the way, I was advocating for Lamar Jackson from the start. If you're gonna draft low in the first round, hello, that was the perfect pick. And I think a lot of the problems with with what happened with Gase and what happened here is a lot of the problems happened that he attached himself to Tannehill. He really thought that he could get Tannehill, that he can get Tannehill to get to that next level. And from the jump, we saw that Tannehill didn't have it. He doesn't have it. And I've discussed it with a lot of people who know a hell of a lot more about playing quarterback in the NFL than me. And when those type of people are telling you the guy doesn't have it, then I I trust those kind of people. So getting back to what happened with the relationship, this is stuff that I observed. I know that that Stephen Ross flew in the same morning to Buffalo with a few people and there was no interaction with the head coach and usually I mean let's face it it's the last game of the season okay you're either going to go eight and eight or seven and nine and what's who cares you're not evaluating anything on the last game all right I don't care what people say you know Stephen Ross said he made up his mind uh last night right last night this morning well it was obvious that I don't think Adam Gase wanted to come back, you know? And the reason I say that is because you at least you see the owner on the sidelines mm-hmm. and at least you, you go say hi. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, there's cameras there. You know, there's people around, you know, it's a hot topic. You go up and you're cordial, you're cordial with your boss. Hello. How you doing? Boom. It doesn't have to be a major, you know, conversation or anything. Mm-hmm. And to me, I think with Adam Gase, this has been coming for a couple of weeks already, you know, uh, I specifically waited for him at the end of warmups to go over to the sideline, to get the shot of him shaking the owner's hand. Right. Didn't happen. He ran straight in. He ran straight into the locker room pre-game. Mm-hmm. then post game. You know, I got to do the post game show. So I got to set up early in the interview room and I had my stuff in there and the interview room's locked. All right. And they, and we walk up, you know, and they're like, No, the owner doesn't want anybody in this room. And it's a room adjacent to the locker room. Mm -hmm. So, okay, now what's everybody thinking, which is what everybody was thinking, right? Tannenbaum's gone or Matt Burke is gone. I thought they probably should have held on to Gase because, I mean, three years, if you really want to rebuild, which is what Stephen Ross hinted at today in the press conference, if you want to start from scratch and rebuild, at least you have a good offensive mind who maybe is learning on the job, you know what I mean? And that's what you hired. You hired a guy who's going to learn on the job because he'd never been a head coach before. So I I, I don't know if I would have given him the benefit of the doubt, but knowing now that, that the relationship had, had probably soured and maybe even Adam brought this upon himself, then I think Stephen Ross had to go with this decision. The the weirdest thing to me is why is Tannenbaum still here? And what is he exactly going to be doing now?
0: Well, he's, he's base he's office space essentially. I mean, he's got, he's, they're going to be moving his stapler around. Look, We're going to part company a little bit on Gase on the offensive thing. To me, he had three years. It's enough time. I'm not saying he won't succeed somewhere else. Um, I do think your second point on the relationship is the one that I really want to hit on because I do think that's what drove this over the edge. Um, For sure. some tweets from some guys in our network. And I can tell you, I talked to Craig Mish yesterday who, who basically told me kind of what was coming. We were trying to figure out how to get it out there. Craig hosts our uh, Swings and Mishes Marlins podcast, but he has connections inside a lot of buildings around here. Uh, his yep. tweet a couple hours ago, I'm told that the falling out of Gase and Ross began after the loss to the Colts. Ross rarely chats after, tried to talk to Gase game, and Gase, from what I was told, blew him off and told him not now unless... Kind words um,
1: I could see that. And that, that, and that Ethan and that goes back to him being so hard-headed mm-hmm. you know but but I believe like I believe, and i've been saying this, people learn, which is why what you said, he may be a good head coach in the future somewhere, and it might happen real quick if he goes to a team that has a good quarterback, you know what I'm saying but but he his patience man, and that there were certain things that that he did and and I'd be like, man, why are you doing that? just, you know, just grow, try to grow. Yeah. Maybe you think you're the smartest guy in the room, but guess what? If you're the smartest guy in the room, you you need another room, right? You you need to go somewhere where, where you have people that can help you. And, and I guess he felt that he didn't need that, you know? And and that relationship, when you have an owner, that guy owns the team, he can do whatever the hell he wants.
0: Right. Right.
1: And, And you're not above that guy. All these head coaches think that everything they do, like, like, you know, they don't have people by – I don't I don't think a lot of these head coaches that, that these things happen to, I don't think they have no people n- next to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Somebody that says, dude, you can't do that. You know, you got to do this. And if the guy says, well, I'm doing this anyway. I go, well, I'm telling you, you're not doing this. It's my job to tell you that this is not what we do. I think these guys – and I'm judging from, from a media standpoint, all mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's pr- from the stuff that I had to, you know, deal with where I was like, all right, I'm in no position to tell the guy anything. I'm just, you know, I'm just here. You know what I'm saying? But there are people in position to tell him certain things that never did. And maybe that's where he went wrong, you know? Because-
0: or, 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 or Louis, maybe they did, and he didn't want to hear it. Because I, look. Yeah. One, one of the theories that, that CK has, and I, I sort of caught on to this the last three weeks. I mean, you got to realize the guys in my network have been all over me for bashing gays for the last few weeks. And all of them, to agree <laughs> came around in the last three weeks. And what flipped CK on it was not the results, it was the lack of accountability he talked like somebody who wanted to get fired the last year.
1: exactly three weeks. He, that's he, exactly my point
0: he blamed he blamed the the road he blamed the road record on facing hot teams i mean i've i've covered yeah. this over and over here uh, he yeah. blamed injuries yesterday your 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 old partner there kim Asked yeah. him after the game a very general question. I mean, Kim has to ask these questions at the beginning of the press conference, obviously. And he asked him yeah. a very general question about when he was going to go back and reevaluate the season. You know, what would he think about? And he, he began to tick off the names of every player he didn't have available to him over the last yeah. two weeks. Like, that is a guy who either, and as I said last night, I had uh, Uptown on our pod. And I said, look, there, there's a couple of things here. Either he's totally tone deaf, which I don't believe he is, okay? Or, two, okay, he was trying to separate himself from Tannenbaum, but I believe that was already happening. That's
1: what was happening there. That's what's happening there with
0: that. Right. But I also think, three, I think he wanted to get fired. Like, you don't make those kind of comments. And I want to get to your, your thing about the players here because we started to see this last night. Like nobody defended him, nobody that there were players who had who had the option to support the coaching staff, and none of them did it and i just want to i want to read you this tweet from again from c k this morning. You follow him at c k parrot, hear him on three yards per yep. carry, which which should be an interesting episode that they're posting later tonight. So what do I hear? I heard a surprising number of veterans, including surprising in capital letters ones like Frank Gore, Kenny Stills, and especially Cameron Wake all rose up and disavowed Gase privately. Wake and Stills directly to Steve Ross. Kenyon Drake wanted a trade if Gase remained. I don't know if you saw his Instagram post last night, uh, which Jay Ajayi commented on, but Gase made it pretty clear. He said next. Okay. And I mean, I think most people thought it meant Gase. So this is basically what we're talking about here, okay? And this one additional, this, this gets to your comment about Ross. He says, Gase was persona non grata to many people inside and outside the organization by the end. His relationship with Steve Ross had fallen to the point where they'd barely spoken in weeks. And here's another one, because this is contrary to some reporting by some mainstream outlets here. Contrary to reports, Dan Marino was, capital letters, not a fan of his. And Well,
1: I, I, I got to tell you that. Uh, a lot of that stuff happened, and I and I'm gonna. It happened over the last three weeks, like 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 mm-hmm. has been said, and I think a lot of it happened because Gase sided so much with Tannehill, and mm-hmm. I think the players in the locker room. Number one, there's not a lot of leadership in that locker room. Okay, No. Like n- there's none. I mean Frank, he he came this year. There's only so much he could do, and Frank's always been a guy that leads by example. All right. But besides him, there ain't a lot of, of leadership in that locker room.
0: There's, there, there are
1: guys who point fingers. I know for a fact the defense points fingers at the offense, mm-hmm. okay, because, because you see it. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, I mean. yesterday in the game, Kenyon Drake broke his freaking helmet, <laughs> literally broke his freaking helmet on the ground, slammed it into like – shattered it into like three parts, okay, cracked it like in three different places, and when he was being tried to be, be calmed down on the sidelines by multiple amount of people, he wasn't having it. And why? The guy's frustrated. Mm-hmm. It, you could talk about all the injuries you want, but Kenny Drake's been healthy. Yep. Okay. Yep. And, and, as, and as, had, had, as has
0: Kenny Stills for most of the season. I know he missed a couple it, of games, but they, they didn't do yeah. That's my thing with Gaze is he kept talking about not having players. And I'm like, well, the good ones you have, you don't use like, okay. So you yeah. You lost Jaquim Grant like he wasn't really part of your game plan for long. Yeah,
1: Jaquim Grant was a surprise, right? You, you can't tell me you were counting on Jaquim Grant when the season started. He was that their fifth be a wi-
0: He was their fifth wideout. They were hardly using him in packages the first couple of weeks. Okay.
1: The guys Albert- finally figured out how to how to catch a punt. You know what I mean? Like it, it took them a while to to learn, and now you're 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 bringing him as Albert Wilson was a main cog. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And those offensive linemen that he brought Kilgore, listen. When he brought Kilgore over, I had someone who knows Kilgore tell me the guy's not that good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. I mean, so he goes down the first week and automatically you're like, wow, you know.
0: Mhm. Well, so what, and, I mean, and sitting had a good reputation. Look, the Sitton loss was big. The William was Hayes a big loss. The, the the William Hayes loss was big. It's not like he didn't have losses that were big, but also again, listen, he, I've can,
1: been told, mm-hmm. I've been told that William Hayes Okay, was the leader, the only leader. The guy who would, who, who would tell and Sue, shut the F up. All right, buddy. The guy who would put people in his place, William Hayes. Okay, but who, like, you can't count on these older guys all the time. Look right. at all of them got hurt. Yeah. Okay, I mean, you, 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 and that, and I and that was interesting when, when you know, Stephen Ross said, without using the word rebuild. If it takes one year, if it takes two years, if it takes three years, we have to build from the draft. Yes. Finally, you know, the light bulb went off. Mm-hmm. Stop bringing me in, uh, you know, stop bringing um, th- these older guys that Adam Gase knew and thought they could bring magic to him. You know what I mean? I was thinking about Danny Amendola yesterday, last, yesterday watching him play. And I, and, I, and I turned to somebody on the sideline and I go, what the hell did Danny Amendola do this year? like what did he do for the Dolphins
0: well he led the team in receiving which was not a good thing I and I don't blame him for that but I mean I think he was what
1: did he do
0: but that was my thing that, okay you're right and and the issue with that is and I love Frank okay I love Frank and I love his story and I know you do too but the idea that Amendola and Gore were their leading receiver and rusher this year there's a problem OK, yeah, and, if,
1: and, and, if it was 10 years ago, we'd be good.
0: Right. And, and the thing about it is the reason for it is because Gase, like the great is the enemy of the good. Like he, he would not he was only going to play guys he trusted implicitly, even though those guys were not going to make big plays for him. So yesterday, right. yesterday, he's talking at the end of the game and his answer about third down. Where he right. basically said, if it's, if, you know, we, we were always, we need to be first down, second down, first down. Because if we get yeah, to yeah, third yeah. down and it's past a certain amount of yardage, we don't really have right. a play for that. We don't have a play right. for that? Like, really?
1: You don't like- have a play for that. Meanwhile, meanwhile, your quarterback was a receiver in college who, is no, who was known his first few years for running the damn ball. Mm-hmm. So you do have a play for that. But, but I, I, I just, I'm telling you, man, he hitched his wagon to Tannehill. And that was the biggest mistake that he made because the team didn't trust Tannehill. The rest right. of the team didn't trust him. You see the receivers all the time. I mean, I know all receivers have that look like mm-hmm. you know, when they're open, whatever. But dude, Kenny Stills would be forty yards down the field and I gotta believe in his mind he's feeling I'm running for nothing. Like I'm
0: right. doing this for nothing. He was so open was he He was open this year. Parker never was, but Stills Stills but was
1: Parker's a, you know,
0: I'm done. You know, like, yeah, well, they're done. All right. They're enough done.
1: waiting for the guy, you know, like now they're done. I, I'm, but, su- I'm surprised they didn't get rid of him. Like he got rid of a Jai and he got rid of Phillips and he got rid of all these guys. Like, what were yeah. you waiting for? Well, you're uh, an guru and you know that the guy, one of the things he told us was that, you know, everybody keeps asking about the jump ball, throw him the jump ball. He's not good at it.
0: Mm-hmm. He told us that. Right. All
1: right. So, so get rid of him. what, what right. what's he doing then?
0: And then he had other players like a Gasicki, who he didn't use as a seam tight end the entire season. I, you know, and and look, there there's so many issues with him on offense. I, I think the one thing to close this on Gase is that, in addition to the issues with Ross, I, I think it's going to come out pretty clearly here. That he knew he could get another job, and so you're you're gonna see him get hired by the Browns or the Packers or maybe the Bengals. You're gonna see him. You imagine the guy
1: goes the the guy goes to the Packers and he goes from being known for coaching Peyton Manning and now he has Aaron Rodgers. Brother, I think I can go coach Aaron Rodgers and keep you know keep the shit afloat. You know what I mean? To to to, to in a certain way. Well,
0: I mean that's how we got Joe Philbin, right? So 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 yeah, he's gonna end. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. To get ten percent off your first month, again, that's BetterHelp H E L P dot slash Miami Heat. Yeah, he's going to end up in one of these places, but I think what we're going to find out, and I think this is a pretty broad statement, but considering you were around for all of these, also, uh, I think we're going to find out that to a degree, Adam Gase quit more than Nick Saban, Jimmy Johnson, or Bill Parcells ever did on the Dolphins, and all three of those guys quit in different ways, like. Nick quit at the end. when yeah. He knew he could leave. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Parcells quit when he realized he would just, you know, it was better to play the ponies and, and uh, you know, and all the rest of that than it was to really run the organization. And Jimmy quit the last year when he just he just wanted to trade stocks. He really didn't want to be there anymore. He'd seen his right. mother in the he was grave. Kind
1: of he was kind of forced to come back for it. He was Dave. into
0: it. right with Dave yeah, they went and got they went and got Dave from Naples, but I think what you're going to find is that that Gase, uh, not over as long a period of time, but over the last three to four weeks basically packed it in his body language indicated it, uh, yeah. comments indicated it and and the players the this is a simple thing and I, people fought me on this all year. the players just didn't seem to like him and i, I look i 'm not in that locker room like you are anymore yeah. I, I went to you know a handful of the home games and, and was in the locker right. room then but I you know, I used to be there every day and so there's a lot of former players that I know very well and I yeah. still communicate with those guys and these are respected right. guys from the years where the Dolphins were good and not appreciated and those guys were out on Adam Gase a while ago, most of them, because and it's the accountability thing. They the accountability yeah. thing is huge with players. If you are not going to stand up there, like for all the issues that Spo has with players at times that don't get reported because he, yeah. he can be, he's not great at communicating. He doesn't love content. never throws
1: anybody under the
0: bus. Never throws anybody under the bus. And always, if you ask him about injuries, we have enough. We have enough. We have enough. We have enough. I mean, it's yeah. ridiculous. It's trite. It's annoying. But it's what players are expecting. Because if you don't say we have enough, then what right. you're basically saying is the guys you're putting in are not any good. You got
1: some fours, fives, and sixes?
0: Oh, right. Remember that? I remember that. (laughs) Right? The receivers. I mean, this has been a consistent problem. They need a coach who is going to come in and take accountability. So let's transition. The Adam Gase era is over. I think it's for the best. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, They put Greer in charge. Hard for me to evaluate Greer in some senses because I don't know what he's been responsible for and what he hasn't, but he seems to have – we had – we had grinding the tape, Kyle, uh, Kyle Krabs on from the Draft Network. He says uh-huh. that Greer, Greer is very well regarded around the NFL for his eyes, so I'm willing to give that a chance as long as they go top down here. But right. for coach, if you were to say, if you were to say to, to Chris Greer, this is the type of coach that the Miami Dolphins yeah. need now. What do you need in terms of personality, and what do you think we need, Louis, in terms of background?
1: Well, I think, I think what you need you, – you need a guy who is willing to build something. Not like, you know, Stephen Ross said something pretty, pretty weird in the press conference where he said Adam Gase wanted to win now. You know, he, so they kept getting free agents and guys who, to plug holes, okay? Now, you need a guy that's willing to, to say, all right, I know how we built it, X place, okay? I think we could do it here like this, through the draft, okay? You've got to find a quarterback, Ethan – you need someone who 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 can find a quarterback and use the quarterback to the best of their ability and not be afraid to run a system according to a quarterback. you know what I mean use the the players that that you have a system, not your system i mean like don't say okay, this is what we're going to do you know I mean? let's do something according to what we have. The only way to do that is to build it okay and I keep going back to to a guy like Lamar Jackson because to me I mean that was the biggest fail of this whole thing because you know you had Tannehill who was pretty solid you could put this guy behind them to learn and all of a sudden you would have had your quarterback which is exactly what Baltimore has done right and they've changed the way that they well they haven't really changed they played defense right but in my in my opinion you, it's funny but I saw the report about the Ravens willing to trade John Harbaugh after they mm-hmm. make, after they sign him for three years and then trade him and you know the connection with Steven Ross and the Harbaugh's, Yep. You know that makes kind of logical. That makes logical sense. Now, don't bring Joe Flacco with you. No, that's a waste. No, uh, don't don't pull that because then we're in the same boat. All right, old quarterback is going to get killed back there with the offensive line and the offensive. No, I think uh, we were. I was commenting to someone uh, over the weekend on the college system has been brought to the pros, right? Because yep. so, that's what the colleges are putting out. That's what mm-hmm. these quarterbacks that they're putting out. They're putting out these Baker Mayfields that can run, that can throw, that run out of the pocket and throw. And, they, you know, the, the breakdown plays, when things break down, they make things happen. That's what you have to look for. So you need a coach that's willing to deal with that. And you have, you have to have a coach that's willing to take, here's the players, go do it. Not, I need this player. I need that player. No, no. Here's the players we're giving you, which is what mm-hmm. Greer is now going to do, mm-hmm. right? Tannenbaum's out of the way. I don't want to hear that excuse. I'm sure Tannenbaum's going to be involved in all that sports science bullshit and all that, which to me is
0: bullshit. That works anyway. well. That works well,
1: Lou. They trailers. They got those relaxing trailers and shit. Yeah, give me a break. All right. Eight, 18 Whatever. guys
0: on IR, right? That's... Yeah.
1: yeah. Great job. All right. Anyway. So that's what he's going to be in charge of, I'm sure, and all that sports science and all that crap. Greer, here you go, buddy. It's your show now. Everyone says you're a great personnel guy. You're great with the NFL people. Pa Let's see it. Go get a coach where you could tell them, "Here's your guys. Go coach them."
0: I'm with I'm with you on that. The reason I like the John Harbaugh uh, move, and I made this point on the last pod, uh, you know, that I did with Alfredo, is that. I don't trust Steve Ross to find the right guy anymore, unless I've seen a track record from that person. So, I so he's gone after a first-time head coach in Gase. He's gone after yeah. a first-time head coach in Philbin. Okay, they they elevated Campbell I, at, at yeah. this stage. I, I want to. I've seen what John Harbaugh can do. Uh, the other right. thing, I the other thing I like about John Harbaugh is that he was a special teams coach first. And yeah. the reason I like special teams coaches as potential head coaches is they have to coach the whole roster. You don't hear yeah. them saying, well, this guy, I can't what am I going to do with this guy? Oh no, yeah. their whole job is to take basically 40 right. to 53 on the roster and make right. something of it. And so he has well, to then go- What about Rizzy? Well, I've made that suggestion. He should be interviewed. Absolutely. He should be interviewed. He should be kept. I'll tell you that. Like, if he wants to stay, he should be kept. Because that was the the one unit. I know Jakeem Grant's injury hurt them, but that was the one unit. What he does with the kickers, what he does with the punters, what he does with coverage, um, to me, that's somebody you keep. He also has the right temperament, I think for the job. I mean, you need somebody. I, I believe uh, so. Yeah. I, you know, n- not one of these, you know, sort of, you know, again, you know, newly minted geniuses. I mean, he, he's a football right. coach. Okay. And, yeah. and to me, uh, that's what you look at there. So I, I would be fine. Yeah, he's
1: with- involved. Let me tell you something that guy. I, and this is one more thing to talk about. One more thing about that. I noticed that I noticed personally about Gase during game days on the sideline. He doesn't get his head out of the little playbook. I know, you know, he doesn't go talk to the freaking guys, man. Like like he just doesn't. Like he'll sit with Tannehill and you know and they'll go over the little thing. But the whole rest of the game and the feel of the game of what's going on, you can't just be, you know, head coach and offensive coordinator at the same time and not worry about like all right, delegate. you know, you do delegate, obviously. You're a head coach, you have to delegate. But you got to get a feel for your team at the moment. What You know, your defense has been getting pounded. Dude, you got to do something. You know what I mean? Like like lift them up or something. And Rizzi, Rizzi is involved in all three.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: he's the guy right well, – and this year, you know what? He wasn't next to him as much, I noticed. He wasn't next mm-hmm. to Coach Gase on the sidelines as much. He, you know, he kind of went off to the side when in years past he's been right next to him, which, you know, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't really tell you. I know Rizzy. I mean, Rizzy has, has always been the same guy, you know, and I haven't heard anything bad about him from any of the players. So, I mean, I just throw his name out there. You know, I, mean, I, I, know I, I, I threw it, it out a, a couple rebuild. weeks ago. I, I threw it when out you, a couple
0: of weeks ago. I, 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 think, no, you, I think it's a good move, Lou.
1: When you do a rebuild, man, you, you want to rebuild, I understand, but, you know, maybe the guy's right in front of you and, and they don't even notice.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think they should certainly interview him. No question. Um, you know, I you know, I, I just saw that they've requested permission to talk to Flores, the defensive coordinator of the Patriots. Uh, now, the, the problem there is that you know, Patriots offensive and defensive coordinators have not had a lot of success as head coaches. Charlie Weiss, yeah, Romeo Cornell. Ethan.
1: I know What's you're that? slouching right now, Ethan.
0: What's that? What do you mean?
1: Matt Patricia with the slouching? I know. Oh you're, yeah, night yeah. Night well, Patricia. Right
0: Patricia Cronell Weiss McDaniel's. Uh, I mean, it's not it's not exactly a murderer's row. There are people Mangini. No. Like, I mean, well, none- we got
1: Charlie Weiss at the Gators for like a year or something. No, that was
0: exciting. Crazy- yeah, he got paid about thirty five million dollars for that. Um, I, what 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 I you know the other thing I would look at too honestly you know they're they're going to obviously have to honor the Rooney Rule and and I'm yeah. I'm sure that's something that Chris Greer is going to you know demand um, as he yes. should because he's going to be the last black you know lead executive in the league after, you know, now yeah. that Reggie McKenzie's out and, you know, now you've also got, uh, you know, the retirement of Ozzie Newsom uh, who's been yeah. one of the best for the past 15, 20 years. So, so that's something that certainly you've got to look at. And there are a lot of candidates out there. I mean, what, what's a little bit crazy about this sort of, you know, black Monday is, you know, it's, it's been a little too literal. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. I mean Mar- Marvin Lewis, Steve Wilkes,
1: Joseph what, Vance. Got Vance, two years?
0: Vance Joseph got two years in Denver. Um, you know, you could look at bringing Vance back, perhaps as a defensive coordinator. I would no, not. You that Todd
1: Bowles. I bring back Todd yep. Bowles in a heartbeat. Right. I'm calling him right now, saying, "Listen, you're going to be our defensive coordinator." Period. The guy was great. The guy should have really been considered seriously for the head coaching job here, and he wasn't. And he was already here.
0: Yeah, no, you, that's right. And you could, honestly, if you brought him in with a head coach that he knows, that a head coach is comfortable with him, you could make him assistant head coach in charge of the defense too and actually have that unit taken care of you know, better than it has been. Has Burke been officially fired yet as we're doing this podcast? We were told that was happening today. Is he still...
1: Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't believe so I mean it's very hard for me to to see if Gase got fired and he's the one that that you know elevated Matt Burke and that's his
0: guy no he's you getting know. he's getting fired. I just don't know if it's happened yet all right so let's let's pivot you know off of the dolphins here. I want to do just five minutes on the canes and what ha- what happened yesterday uh, all right
1: first, let me tell you Ethan I found out okay on the sidelines I'm on the sideline they come to me Did you hear what happened you know Mark Rick retired, and the first thing that i tweeted was manny diaz call billy donovan mm-hmm. he knows how to handle this situation <laughs> <All right. laughs> you know i was kind of joking but i but the first thing i thought of man mark Richter screwed manny diaz
0: yeah because
1: he yep. he screwed him and boom it happened and i'm I'm very happy because man you talk to manny diaz and the guy is you know he's a head coach that like you you know you why do it at Temple when you can freaking do it here in Miami? And I'm I'm glad they made that decision. But there's a lot more to it. Go ahead, Ethan. I'll, I'll, I'll try to fill well, it. Like. Well,
0: yeah, I, I want to get to sort of how it played out. I mean, at first, uh, you know, I think it's only fair that Temple, you know, after giving us Al Golden, you know, lost out on this <laughs> one. But, to, but but the reason that I like this is because Manny is – he embodies that program. Uh, and, and so, to to me, you want somebody who has the energy – you know, to really bring this thing back. And it was just clear Rick didn't anymore. And you also want – the thing I loved today when he was on with Joe Rose was he was talking about – he's like, I'm going to go – I'm not even going to call defensive plays. He's like, I'm going to let our guys do it, and I'm going to go get an offensive coordinator. And those are two things – that Mark Richt would not have done. He was not going to get an offensive coordinator, and I want to get to the backstory on this, or not, yep. at least not one who could challenge him in any way. And, right. and and he was insistent upon calling the plays as a head coach. So already, does Man- that sound familiar? Man- that sound team familiar? Team. Well, right. Well, Richt and Gase. I look all year long. I said this. Like you cannot head coaches. Okay, unless you're Andy Reid. Andy Reid to me and Sean Payton at this stage, and he's got Breeze. All right, those yes. two guys are exempt. But this idea yeah. of head coaches who are either not that good at it or are not yeah. that experienced as head coaches also calling the plays where they're not paying too much. To the rest of the team, it doesn't make any sense to me. Too much. too much. Yep. All right, so give me some backstory here before we go. All
1: right. So Manny, Manny Diaz, to me, first of all, always seemed like head coaching material. I think, you know, remember we spoke about when they were talking about a head coach in waiting that I thought that was bullshit. But that should have been a wink-wink, you know, you're the head coach of waiting without having to announce it, okay? Yeah. Manny Diaz should have never been allowed, and I said this. I said U.M. should have done everything they could to keep Manny Diaz. They should have never allowed him to be able to leave, right? And that obviously comes with money. Now the buyout was only was four million from Temple, okay? The buyout for Cristobal was ten million, mm-hmm. okay? And 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 for and for a fact, they they would have probably gone after uh, Cristobal because. He's had head coaching experience, man. He has no head coaching experience, and that's a big thing when you're when you're talking about colleges, okay, universities. You really don't want a guy without head coaching experience. But in this in this case, I mean, Miami's not the the you know I I don't think it's the job that 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 they think it is anymore, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And it should be it should be because of all the athletes that you can get here. And like you said, man. You need that young, energetic guy, the guy who's going to go out there and and sell the program. I know Mark Rick, they say he's a great person and this and that, but we've talked about it before. I always said, I follow Mark Rick since the SEC since I'm a Florida guy. He never won shit. He never won shit. And when he came here, Miami fans were like, oh, we got Mark Rick. Guess what? You got Mark Rick by default. Why? Because he had already quit at Georgia. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He right. wanted to quit at Georgia. So what he what he did here, he was he was done with it, man. You know? Yeah, he, he was probably like sour because they they got rid of him and he said, I jump right into my alma mater, you know? But it wasn't in him. You know, it's kinda like the Jimmy, like the Jimmy Johnson departure, you know, it wasn't in him anymore. And Parcells.
0: Yeah. And Parcells. I mean and and, right. and, and, and every free agent. And hey
1: man, you can retire, you can right. do that when you yeah. get older and you don't feel like doing it anymore. Why do I need to do this? I got all the money, blah blah blah.
0: But they yeah. all come here, Lou. That's the thing. They come here to retire. Like, this has been the issue with the Florida Panthers for years. Like, they, right. they, uh, until this year with Mike Hoffman, like, they've had so much trouble finding a good free agent because it's basically, like, been a bunch of guys in their 30s, like, from Joe Neuendijk on down. Yeah. And like, yeah, I'm going to come play golf here in South Florida. Like, that's why I think when they had someone with that kind of energy who wanted desperately to be at that program, it yes. makes total sense. And look, I know Cristobal would have been an option if not for the buyout. I know, I know you have, you know Mario. I know Mario wanted yeah, to. Let job. me ask
1: you. Let me ask you a question though. With Cristobal, does would he want to? I mean, I know he'd want to coach at Miami, but I mean, at this point, isn't his job? Better than Miami. I mean, his, kind of his job, his back. job,
0: his job is better in part because, and they also have all the money in the world because it's Nike money. But it, yeah. it, is, it, it is better. But I do know from talking to some people who've communicated with him directly over There's the past like couple of days that he would have absolutely come home. But you had you had the buyout. You were going to have to wait on him because of it to get the number down. And to me, like as much as I respect him and I, you know, I wish things had worked out for him better at FIU and everything else that had played out there. If you can get Diaz back, just get Diaz back. Like what I don't, what I don't understand, and we'll close here. What I don't understand is uh, Canes fans are never happy. Like, uh, and somebody, I forgot who tweeted this out. Okay. But (laughs) somebody are never totally right. Maybe it might've been Will or somebody else uh, like that tweeted out like, Uh okay, so like, two weeks ago you were all pissed that Manny was leaving and hoping he would come back in two years to be the head coach. And now you, right. got, you got him back two years early and everybody's pissed that they didn't do a national search. What?
1: I don't know. I Listen, I don't, I don't buy that. I, I don't buy that. That might be a couple of people on Twitter. I don't buy that. I think everybody's happy that he's back. I, I just think like people didn't think it could happen like that. You know, like mm-hmm. things don't happen. And I, and I mentioned Billy Donovan. That's, that shit never happens.
0: Right. But the guy's
1: like, oh, I changed my mind. I'm coming back. All right, well, he had the opportunity to come back. And let me tell you one, one last thing on this. If I'm him and I know the, the thing is he doesn't have a relationship with the guy and nobody at that program has a relationship at, at the right levels, Ken Dorsey needs to be your offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. You need to make that fucking call right now and get him. I mean, App State, really? You got right. Ken Dorsey right. and you could bring him here. You got to put the Eagles aside. Mm-hmm. And I understand that, that college football and, and pro football is a lot about relationships and who mm-hmm. you know and all that. But, dude, if they don't bring that guy back here, yep. that's a huge mistake, all right? That, that, that's a pretty big mistake because you talk about a guy who did the most with the, not the most talent mm-hmm. like, that he had that, to use the talent around him, which is supposedly what Miami has on offense. Yep. Well, that's the guy you need to go get. Right. But it ain't going to happen because Blake James doesn't have a relationship with the guy. Right, Manny. Manny doesn't have a relationship. Manny doesn't have the ego. That's the other thing when you were talking about Manny. He doesn't have the ego of a head coach. He just seems like like he know. Like you said, he'll 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 do the right things when it comes to making you know letting people make decisions. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He he he, he's not going to be pigheaded about things. I really believe that, and I and I think he'll be successful. He'll, He'll he'll be open to to change. You know what I mean? This this program right now. And I think we talked about this before. you have three quarterbacks suspended? I mean, those are quarterbacks, dude. Those are supposed right. to be the kids that are, like, leaders. Somebody dropped the ball in the research on some of these quarterbacks back to high school. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the personality of a quarterback. Somebody, somebody dropped the ball. And they're paying for it now. And, 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 and I, you better hope that they find – You UM fans better hope that they find a quarterback.
0: Well, I feel like it's the same. I mean, we're ending where we started because, I, you know, as much as I'm in favor of what Steve Ross did today, and I'm in favor yeah. of favor yep. of what Lake James did, like I think in both cases they made largely the right decisions. Ultimately, yeah. how they came to it, not the best, okay, but ultimately the right decisions. But ultimately, we're talking about the same thing. Until either of those programs, the Dolphins or the Hurricanes, find a quarterback, it's yep. not going to be good around here. It's the same. It's not going to be good. That is what Chris Greer, that is number one thing that needs to happen here is how do we get a quarterback? I don't care about the rest of it. We'll build leaders from within the locker room. We have to get a quarterback because what we saw with the Dolphins is, and you mentioned this, if you don't have a quarterback, and the players check out because they know they don't have a quarterback. Then all of it falls apart, and it all falls apart. And you talked about, and that happened with the defense with the Canes this year too. They knew they didn't have a quarterback. They played as well as they could. They held up their end, unlike the Dolphins' defense. They held up their uh-huh. end, but ultimately it gets you. You mentioned Tannehill. It's not just this group that didn't believe in him. It was Mike Wallace it's who years of it. It's been it, seven it, years of it. it was Brian Hartline who didn't believe in him. Ultimately, it was all of those guys ultimately didn't believe in him. And so both teams get a freaking quarterback, whatever it takes <laughs> to get a quarterback. Get a quarterback. All right, you can follow it.
1: One, one last note. One last note on UM. Uh, there might be bigger moves coming at the top of that school, mm-hmm. uh, like president wise. Look out for that news coming soon, and that could affect a, a lot about the athletic. You know how the athletic program goes too. Because uh, I'm understanding that that the current president will not be renewed, so wow, I'm throwing that out there. Why?
0: And you're giving that to the the final minute of a five reasons sports podcast. Yeah,
1: because you know what, man, you know, S- setting it to all, the it's all that stuff because you know the board members and all that they're the ones that pick the president, so they're not looking real good right now because apparently the president ain't doing much and he doesn't like it here, and apparently a, a lot of stuff is happening, which you know may have accelerated Blake James. Uh, uh, Hiring process a little bit uh, right. as well.
0: You heard it first on Five Reasons. We're also covering local politics and, uh, and other things like that. Now, all right, following <laughs> at at the wawitos He's Louis Zabala. um We don't know if we're letting Winningham come back in the country after he shirked responsibility. No
1: music, bro. I can't believe no music. Couldn't no. get some freestyle, some old school Stevie B or Johnny O or something. Stevie C- C- like- B. Spring love. Can we do that? No. no.